Yeah, I mean, Jesus said, what you do to the poor, you do to me. It's easy, and it must be part of our life. And it's good for our, young, for young, uh, for our, children, for our kids and young adults to see it. I'd like to share a few things. We had a great time uh, Friday, and I really enjoyed it Saturday morning with the men. It's something to me very strong on my heart. We need the man back as man. Because we live in a time, and we will be shocked what, how much stuff comes towards all of us. Also against the man, the whole feminism stuff. They want to put up down the man in a wrong way. And then the whole gender thing. They want to, the children that can choose after they're born if they want to be a boy or a girl. And I don't know what just somebody told me. I think it was uh, Gordon. They're, they're protesting in Bulgaria nearly every week about 300 different types of sex. So in this gender thing, you see all these things coming, and it, all they're coming, and we be, we have to fight this as a church. That why first evening was so important, not only about the Brexit. It's about the country. It's about the church. The church must become stronger. Step in, stay in. But not only stay in. Learn to become strong. On the right way, when we stay on the right side, and I, I talked about the, uh, the the burning bush, about the the fire of the altar, and I like to uh, share a few things to stay on the right side. I put them together in Switzerland. We say we closing the the bag or the uh, so I want to bring it together and. It's always great to be here and see what God's doing with your lives. And see, thank you so much, Pastor Tony, Pastor Carl, trusting us to be here, share these things, and what you're doing uh, for God to bring up the people. Never resist to be trained. Allow God and be thankful for people like Pastor Tony, Pastor Carol and, and, and the leadership, even if they push sometime harder, just take it. Even when you can't stop talking, take it. <laughs> <laughs> when I sat there, I looked, listened to my wife, I said, oh, she has something similar like Tony, she can't stop either. <laughs> Sometimes we share, you see. Also in, in, in uh, Bulgaria once, I, uh, she shows, talks about the mission, and then I uh, preach. So she has 15 minutes, and I have a half an hour. At the end, normally I have five, ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, uh, yeah. But it's good. We all have our strength and our weakness. Amen. And so make the weakness to your strength, and then it's fine. No, I just, and also as touch, 
touches me all the time. Also, Pastor Tony's testimony about praying with the guy in the garage. I think often we forgot these things. There is a world out there. And a world who needs the gospel. Who needs people like you. That's why I would share this again about the burning bush. Because it's Christmas coming up. It's not far away. And Christmas is always a special time. People are different. In Switzerland, the people who kill themselves, suicide, doubles over Christmas. Over 50%. You see, because there's something in the air. And these people don't want to die. They're looking for a new life. They can't cope in this life anymore. And a lot of young people. And so, and if you can see this, and Christmas is not only about Jesus is born, it's also the message he comes back. It's the full package. And, and if you can, because Jesus, the Bible tells us in, in Revelation thirteen eighteen, he will come back. And this message must be spread out. And I, I took the theme this morning. Where is it? Have the courage to cross our borders. A vision or an assignment or a focus becomes a reality when we have the courage to cross our border. And it's up here. If we have the courage, if we don't have the courage to cross our border, we never step in. And we never stay in. Then we always go back, back in our comfort zone. And that's something is really, we see this a lot in the church. It's all about people. It's all about human and things like this. So let's start with the burning bush. Why the burning bush? It's uh, in Ex Exodus uh, 3, 2 to 6. If you want to write it down, you can read it then. I want to, I don't read, but it shows something very, very important. And it's from the side from God, not from the side from the human. There was a fire. We know Moses, he had the way he was there outside. And then he saw a fire. A fire is a fire. But when he looked the fire, he saw the bush who is burning, but the bush is still there. So I believe God wants to catch our attention. And if we take that, this and learn in understanding to become like a burning bush. On Christmas there is all lights and lights everywhere, but there is no fire. And if we can go out there as a burning bush, I really believe that will be the same reaction as Moses had. He catched attention to God. And the people will catch this attention to you. They will ask you, what's different between you and me? And we know what the difference is. So I want to encourage you, talk, think about it. 
we have to, and Moses also, let me say this, catch attention for the mission of God. I, that's the third point then i like to, to share. Not what he sh- should do. He catch the attention of God's mission. He has to send them out to Egypt and, and we know all the story. But people want to see in those days something who is different. We had uh, three evenings with a guy in Switzerland. He talks about all the homosexual part. He was a homosexual. Now he has a family, everything. And what touches me is he showed us it's only 1.5% homosexual. But how loud there are. And in Switzerland, we are 3% born-again Christians. You hear nothing. That's the problem with the church. We be too fat to feed. We don't need. We, we have to raise our voice. We have to be this burning bush. And people will come. We had this many times. The best thing I had in my life and I want to go back to that. Uh, I didn't cut anymore because we had to build FCT. I had s- uh, seven, ma- yeah, seven men. Huh? Men, sorry. Men, thank you, darling. She's my, uh, how you call when you're in the theater and sit somebody? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. <laughs> because after I finished, and she always says, oh, well done, darling, but you <laughs> My problem is I know what I know my mistakes actually, but I, it's so difficult to change it. I was here in England for years in America to train horses and people, and then Chris told them and said, "Correct Heiner when he speaks," and I said, "No, then it's not Heiner anymore." <laughs> so it's an excuse. <laughs> no, I, I work on it. I really work hard. So, uh, what I want to say. Now, important is to raise up our voice and, 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 and show what God has given to us. And the next point we talked about is the altar. I used the picture from Elijah, First King 18, 30 to 39. It's also very known. I think you all read through these things. There's also a very interesting picture we can use today. Those days, the Holy Spirit was not in everyone. But what the prophet had to do, had to build an altar according what God said. Not the way he felt, oh, that looks nice, a bit yellow, a bit green. Exactly what God said. And then he showed with these other guys, hundreds of them, he wanted to show them when he starts to pray, God sends the fire from heaven. And he did. But he had to build the altar according to his word without fire, because we all can make fire. 
but we need the fire from heaven. And then when the altar was ready, then he started to pray, and the fire came. The fire came because God showed his mission. God showed his power. And if we talk about revival, awakening, I believe personally, we must build a church in the picture for an altar. The church must be built according to God's word. It can't be right we just have a church to please the people. Then never the fire will come. They maybe get saved, it's okay. But we want more than that. We want to step in and stay in. We want to see it. And that's why a vision becomes a reality when we have the courage to cross our borders. And I believe it has to do with that. Also, the picture of all this, you and my life. When I came back to this, I was touched again. And I said, Lord, help me. I want to build my life. So you can send the fire. Not for me, for your mission. For your purpose. What we, what we read, we know. And when I understand the Bible right, I have five points for an altar. It's a strong uh, preaching. It's a strong training to the people. So the word must be strong. Then it needs anointed worship. Strong prayers and a, a strong spiritual dimension. To me, the second point, and then the third point, I feel we see this in, in uh, Act in, uh, 2, I think, is it, is a very strong connection among the people inside the church. Uh, honoring, honor, and looking after each other. And the fourth point we often didn't find, also we talk about these things in FCT, is a strong, bold evangelism. Because often we're too shy, too afraid, too, too afraid, even to say, how soon you mention the name of Jesus. Something happens. When guys told me, I say, can you please stop talking about Jesus? My answer is, if you talk about sex, I talk about Jesus. And something happens, but often we be attacked. So we be afraid. We stay back a bit. This is not just a, a part for the evangelism. We have to just be this burning bush and be this altar who is filled. And then the fifth point, I believe, there's a, we cannot mourn, but I believe if our life, our church is built like this, the fire will come. And the fifth point is we need to have a heart for the poor people. 
Jesus had a strong heart for the poor people. He said, you always have the poor with you. But he said, what you do to them, you do to me. That's why we really pleased God gave us the chance to do this work in Bulgaria. I can't believe there's only two hours to fly to Bulgaria. And when we see the old people there, especially in, in, uh, where we had the youth conference, I would say 80% of them, and Bulgaria has strong cold winters, 80% of them have to choose every day, do I heat or eat? Can you imagine we had to do this? We had to think every morning, should I heat now to feel cozy, nice? But here somebody said, I'm hungry, and you have to choose. It touches me. I come from a, not from a rich family, we, we normal family, we didn't have much money, uh, but parents who worked hard and, and all these things, we had everything what we needed. But to see this, and all this communism, what they've done to these people, they have no pension. Or if they have a pension, they have maybe 200 euros. How much? There's less than 200 pounds to live, to eat, all these things. That's why I really believe, keep on, be strong in prayer. And check your life in the picture of your altar. Where is your heart? And then I like to go into the last point. Do we stay in the right place? Moses realized. God asked him about his mission. Elijah realized. I have to do this for God's mission. Because God wants to be the one. And no other, other gods. Because there, there, these other, uh, the Paul, you say Paul? These Pauls, uh, yeah, exactly. They built their own, they have their own altar too, altar too. And this we have today as well. It's the same picture. All this stuff coming to us is another altar. And if we can't get our altar on fire, this stuff will go and go. And if I'm, if you allow me to say that, the problem today we have, all this stuff coming in, is because the church failed. The church was not strong enough to make a stand. I don't know much about the Brexit, but when I was there in the worship, God reminded me to something. EU start to come up with, uh, how you say, rules to push the church back into their walls. Somebody who works out there has a connection, he showed me about two, three years ago. And then I just feel God saying, that's one of the part why England has to go out. Because for Europe, I still believe, I had this 
vision about four years ago, five years ago, the, the really burning revelation, uh, uh, revival will start in England for Europe. And I said, yes, yes, I've forgotten. So just keep moving. And the last point I li really like to, to share is we know all Ephesians 1, 3 to 5. I think I don't need to read it. The, the Bible told, tells us we can live a holy a life, a life forgiveness, and we are chosen by God. Not only created, but also chosen. For what? For his mission. And I believe there is something we need to change. I spoke on Friday about these things. Young Christians, for, for young Christians it's normal, I remember this as well, then we are so excited about God. And we want to take everything from, for us, for ourselves. So the whole promise, what God said, is all about us. And it's not wrong. But it's just the beginning. Moses realized God doesn't call him to make him famous. He called him to fulfill his mission. And I believe if we really realize we son and daughters from God, we live in his kingdom, not in kingdom, another kingdom, in his kingdom. It's for me easier than for you because we never had a kingdom. We only had Wilhelm Tell and he was a good tutor. <laughs> or was a big apple, I don't know. I wasn't there. But if we really understand this, And realize what is our focus, what is our perspective, perspective. I use focus, okay? <laughs> it's, similar, it's similarizing. You see, we read the Bible, we excited, and in the beginning, it's all about us, all about me. Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. Oh, Lord, help my aunt, help my grandmother. All these things. And we start to, to tell God what he has to do. Check your prayers once. How much percentage is about you and not about God's mission? And I really touch me and, and I, I talk about these things few times now, and when you look, we mentioned this also with David and Goliath. 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 Okay, okay. <laughs> you see, you have a free English lesson with your dialect up here. <laughs> you see, if we, we all know this story. In the Sunday school everywhere. Wah. And then you, do you hear these preachers, yeah, you have to be bold, you have to be strong, you have to, all these things. You have to be like David. 
and everybody says, yes, hallelujah, put their hands up. They're going home, and the first thing comes, they fail. Everything is gone. They're not bold. They're not strong. They're weak. Because they took all these things for them. And who was the hero in this story, this way? Themselves. But if we understand the Bible properly, there is only one hero, and it is God. So I really believe we have to be bold. We have to be strong, but not our, from ourselves. Through the Holy Spirit, through the training, and then we don't fail. We always fall in sin and things like this. That's why we can repent. It's a very important thing. Nobody's perfect. My wife is nearly, and it's something not easy to live with her. <laughs> Be perfect in heaven. And not down here. You could live with somebody who would be perfect. It's impossible. So, but to understand this, we have to turn these things around. When we talk about David and Goliath, there was a time the whole army was shocked from talking from one guy. They're paralyzed. Nobody could do anything anymore. He really went. The whole army was out. And then God bought somebody from the outside. David shouldn't be there. Actually, they didn't allow him to come. But God took him from the outside, brought him in, and David heard what this guy said. And then he gets bold. Because God made him. And he said, why we don't stop this man? And then, then uh, uh, the king wanted to also have part of that when David said, I go. I will stop them. I will kill them. And then they want to put him the armor on. And he said, no, I don't want that. I don't need it. I have my swing and have huh? sling, sling, okay. And have my five stones. And he went. He used one stone. God let the stone on the right position to kill a giant. It was not his mission. It was God's mission. And I believe we have to see, and in this, this story, it was God was still the hero, not the David. David was used. Because God created us for him, so he has the right to use us. For his mission. And he said, reach out to my kingdom, to righteousness, and I will look after you. He will look after us. So we can't take always everything just for us. 
I really believe we have to change position. And when people say there is no Goliath anymore, there are. And there are many. Gender, feminism, they're giants. And they're loud. Homosexual, they're loud. And a lot of churches like this thing, they're paralyzed. And they'll be kept in. And God wants to change this. God wants to change this. That's why I believe if we see this and change our place, when we see I lived here and everything I want to for myself, for my family, for my marriage, it's okay. But I believe we need to be here. Like Moses, who we can say, Lord, I will take everything for your mission. Whatever you want me to do. And I think that must be the church. And that's a picture to me with the burning bush, with the altar, and with the fire from heaven. I just will give you this. And come to an end. My question this morning is, do we have the courage to cross our boundary? Or we like to stay in our comfort zone? If we still stay here, where it's all about us, that's a comfort zone. We know we go to heaven we know we love each other, we care for each other. But we don't do, we don't be used for the mission of God. If we can move on the other side and say, Lord, here I am. It's not about me anymore. I hear this, my wife saying many times, when we are coming on to the limit, and often she says, it's not about me. It's about God's mission. And God provides, God gives, then God gives the strength. And then he is the only hero and nobody else. But we his children. And he's proud of us. He loves us. And then we can do these things. When God called us to come into the church, all the four churches we have now, they'll be broken down. They're fighting each other. Then people say, oh, you'll be bold to go in. I say, no. It was God's mission to go in there. It was God's plan. It was not about me. But he gave me the right word to turn this thing around. And now they're healthy, they're strong, and we have to add the fifth one on. And I want to encourage you, never give up to be trained. And you have good trainers. Use it. Allow God to use you for his mission. I mean, we have stories in the Bible, people got Spoke to them very clearly, but they just run away. 
and then ended in a fish, for example, and God called them back. But often we run away. We want to be good Christians. We want to have to say something as well. But if we really take this place and say, yes, Lord, I, will, I, I want to be this burning bush every day for somebody. I want to check how my altar is built. You see, if every altar, every person is built right, the church is right and the church is strong. That's why we need training. But we have responsibility. Pastor Tony, has, he can't take the responsibility for you. You must take the responsibility. When you go to heaven, you won't have Pastor Tony next to you who talks to Jesus. <laughs> Maybe Jesus, no, he wouldn't stop. <laughs> He's a good friend, I love to say that. <laughs> He knows, he knows how I mean. I mean, yeah, okay. So the question is, do you want to become a, fire, a burning bush? Do you check your altar? You check the points. And you see which side you're in. Your Christianity, you believe, is it about what God gives us? Or is it about... His plan, his mission. He has a plan for Britain. He has a plan for Manchester. He has a plan for your life, for your for children and everything. But we need to be here and listen and say, yes, Lord, that's what I want. Because he cares for us. He cares if we live here and everything is for us. He cares for us. If he hears and is about his mission, he still cares for us. But often we're the wrong way around. Here we are safe, not there. Here we are safe because we know it's all about him. It's about his mission for the country, for our families, for other countries. That's what we, otherwise we couldn't do it. We could couldn't do, go to Bulgaria, go to Zambia, go to other places. And God opens things up. We, we, ha we spoken in another church with six plus, 60 plus people because I still not with the seniors. I'm just not old enough. And then out of that, somebody called called us and said, can you come in Germany, in southern Germany, and three different places, three different evenings to talk to us. And they're all mainly non-believers. They're bringing together or people or left churches. I said, yes, we come. Come and give the testimony. And we go there in God's assignment. Not because we like to, to show things. I believe God wants us to go there and talk to them and see and show them the love of God. And I want to encourage you, just stay with this. Stay in. And in means burning bush, 
clear altar and stay on God's mission side and not only on your side. Let's stand on our feet. Hallelujah. Let's stretch out to him. Just stay in his presence for a moment and just think over where you where you placed. And if we placed on the wrong side, it doesn't matter how long we, we, we don't stay there when we change. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you so much. There's so much. You chosen us. You gave us life. You want us to live as man, as woman. And the place we are in. And I thank you so much for the church, for Pastor Tony, Pastor Carol, for the leadership, for each one of these precious brothers and sisters. You chosen them to become this burning bush, an altar. You will send the fire one day. You will send the fire and that will be spread out all over this area. People get saved, people get changed, people get healed in the name of Jesus. And thank you, Lord, to open up our eyes. We sang this song. <coughs> you open up our eyes, your inner eyes, to be on the place for your mission. We, you chosen us, like you called Moses, like you called Elijah, for your mission. So you chosen us for this mission. But you gave us more. You gave us a whole church. Your church. You are the head of the church. And you gave us leaders, strong leaders who can train us to build us and move us forward. So I bless each one of these precious people in here, brothers and sisters, especially Pastor Doni, Pastor Carol, and the leadership. Lord, you started the work, and we know you will finish it with each of them. You will bring new people in because they see the fire, the bush burning. And I bless you with every blessing out of the heavenly world, with every power you need. <coughs> and I thank you so much for your lives. And you do a great job here in, in Manchester. And I thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Give a standing ovation to our Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Well, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Chris and Ina, for uh, sharing your hearts with us this weekend. And uh, I know we've greatly been impacted by him. Amen. And uh, we wish you well. And uh, you're going to Bulgaria from here, aren't you? In a couple of weeks' time, yeah. Bulgaria and then back to Switzerland for Christmas. So, Father, we thank you. We bless you for this time together, for your word. Think of the mission in Zambia. Father, supply what's needed. What's lacking, supply. Father, you never ordered a meal that you couldn't pay for. So, Father, pay for this meal. Pay for this need. Father, we thank you.
In the name of Jesus.